I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's a dinosaur, fucking dinosaur. They were all cloned by some guy. And if they were cloned, that means none of them cloned. And potentially... All the dinosaurs on Jurassic Park To the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Wednesday, April 21st. I'm J.E. Skeets. Along with me, my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Hey yo! Hey yo! The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Completely. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, making the magic happen is JD. Hello. There he is, here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Smash that like button, guys. Leave your comments and subscribe. Subscribe. Subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Trying to reach 40K by the end of the week. Let's get there. Also, email us your questions and comments. For the next Beach Steppin' Podcast, No Dunks at TheAthletic.com. Tweet them in at No Dunks Inc. I say next because we got a Beach Steppin' Podcast coming up later this afternoon, 3 p.m. Eastern, live on YouTube. You can join us then if you'd like. If not, it will go up in your podcast feed, but we got some great questions. We'll actually do a little beach tease later in today's show because we had so many good questions and got some good tweets in today's show finally grab your merch over at nodunks.com okay so yeah we'll hit the beach a little tease there we got a very special i'll say tweet of the night mm. jd yes mm-hmm. yep. one to get excited about got to pick them results we'll make tonight's pick there's a lot of games on tonight 12 games on in the association crazy but last night's games let's address them and trey i'm gonna throw the game line at you and then an accompanying story headline with you okay with that game Kyrie leads the shorthand and nets past the pelicans 134 129 and james harden suffers setback in hamstring rehab and he is out indefinitely so take it away either about the game itself with Kyrie going off or this harden news Maybe they work hand-in-hand, Skeets, because if you want to put Kyrie Irving on your all-NBA team, this has got to be one of the first games you mention, and maybe he would be able to snag James Harden's spot if he's going to be missing the last couple of weeks of the season here. Nets shorthanded once again last night, but not really, because they've always got the one superstar. And it was some special stuff from Kyrie Irving last night. 32 points, 8 assists, 12 of 18 shooting, but he made almost every single play in the fourth quarter. I'm talking literally 15 points in the fourth. He scored 10 of the last 14 for the Nets, including a couple of absolutely unstoppable buckets, one of which looked completely in control and one of which looked completely out of control, but both of which looked awesome for good measure. He also low-stripped Zion Williamson's last second heave that could have tied up the game. 
That was incredible stuff from Kyrie Irving, looking like uh, an all-NBA guard, uh, an all-NBA first-team guard, if we're being honest, the way he was shooting the ball, the way he was creating, the way he was just all over the court. Great stuff from Kyrie Irving to get a win for the Nets after coming up short in their previous loss. Yeah, that's all I do watching him now is like, because we talked about it maybe last week or whatever, it's like, is it possible this guy's not going to be on the all-NBA team? Crazy. Like, that's insane if he isn't. And there is a possibility because, I guess, of games played. He's at, like, 42 now, you know, Lee. So he should, in theory, play over 50. Um, will that be enough in a 72-game season? Uh, I think so. I think he actually ultimately will be on one of these teams. But, you know, there are a few, like, Lock Locks and Steph and Luca. And then, of course, Dame. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's a, yeah, then it gets a little more interesting of like who you want on that all NBA second team and then who makes the third team. But uh, yeah, what'd you think of this Kyrie performance once again? Would you have him on your all NBA squads in the guard position? And this Harden news. And is it possible yeah. he takes Harden's spot? I mean, maybe that's not that crazy. Yeah, I think he's a lock for an all NBA. I'm not sure exactly which one, but certainly not the first team. Most likely third, I would say, because uh, mm-hmm. he has been incredible, but he has missed a lot of time himself. And those couple of plays late as well uh, that sort of Trey alluded to there. There was one where he kind of shook off his defender and hit the fadeaway sort of fallback. And then there was another one. Najee Marshall defended him really well. He's a big guy. Mm-hmm. Kyrie's deceptively strong, though. He can really body his way down below to get that layup. He almost forces it up, and you don't expect that from a small, slighter guy. But he actually is able to move defenders around pretty quickly without just using his handle. He's got a, a stronger body than uh, than it looks like. So, yeah, I thought he was great. And it's funny because the Nets seem to be shorthanded virtually every night from one of their superstars. But, uh, again, as Trey mentioned, it doesn't really matter because the other one, well, whichever one does play is so good. They still are the favorite going into a game, I think, last night, especially against a team like the Pelicans, who just cannot close out games. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's been their problem all season. And now you're starting to see, like, pretty much everyone saying, well, the Pelicans' season's done. Now they start to look forward to next season. But the James Harden news is certainly a a disappointment and a blow for the Nets. Uh, And Steve Nash said, I think, yeah, they might not see him until the playoffs. But given the way that uh, James Harden has played since he came here this season, I think that's probably the smart approach because they're going to finish first or second here in the Eastern Conference and they need everybody healthy come playoff time. So whether they're being a little bit more cautious than normal, perhaps that's the case. But as we've seen with hamstring injuries with Kevin Durant this season, his hamstring injury was only supposed to be a a slight hamstring injury. It kept him out for three or four weeks in the end. So I think they're just going to try to uh, make sure that everyone's healthy and uh, get ready for the playoffs, focus on the playoffs, because we know they're going to be the favorite in the Eastern Conference. I certainly have them as a favorite in the Eastern Conference if everybody's healthy. Right now, they're pretty much locked into one of those spots. So uh, I think that's where they're looking at. Big picture, just get everybody ready. And obviously James Harden, who's been incredible for them when he has been playing this season, uh, the focus is on making sure he's right. Now, he might be a little rusty for that first round, but again, that won't really matter if you're playing, you know, who, who you're playing in that first round. It's deeper into the playoffs where they mm-hmm. need everybody healthy. So I think that's probably more what it is here with the Nets, but uh, a setback is uh, never a nice word to hear when a guy's recovering from injury because we saw him out on the floor I can't remember what game it was now. A few games ago, pre-game, getting ready. And it's sort of that's usually the, the sign that he's pretty close to returning to action, but uh, won't be the case now. Yeah, we are really going to put the idea of chemistry to the test here. The Nets are in the playoffs, right, Trey? I mean, if Harden doesn't play until the playoffs, we, we obviously don't have Durant back. Yeah, Kyrie's there right now, but we know sort of he's in and out. What? They will maybe played seven games together. Seven that's total crazy. games. And yet everybody still says they're the... East favorites, maybe even the title favorites. Um, 
But we always usually counter that with, well, no, you gotta, you gotta put your time in together on the floor, right? I mean, you gotta get your reps in and, you know, where to get guys comfortable and all that. But like, I don't know, this is one hell of an experiment here where they may not really have played at all, basically, together. And, you know, still will talent win out uh, in the end. This is going to be fascinating to watch, I think. It's going to be the ultimate test of Channing Fry's theory. He told us that these three, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden, are the three biggest hoopers in the league. Doesn't matter if they've played together. They just show up, roll the ball up, go out and each score 30 and try and win the game there. We will see if it actually plays out that way. Because like you're saying, they just haven't been tested together. I think that's part of the reason people are having confidence still in the Nets is that they've been so good with missing one to two of these guys almost every single night. They're only a half game back of having home court advantage in the Eastern Conference despite not being at full strength. But I don't know, you know, obviously Kevin Durant has done it in the finals. Obviously Kyrie Irving has done it in the finals. James Harden has played a ton of playoff games, though we know his success rate hasn't been quite as good, but at least they have been tested Mm -hmm. in the playoffs at some point. We just haven't seen it together. One of the things I'm a little bit worried about is Harden's conditioning. Like, the guy hasn't been able to practice already, as Tass was mentioning during What You Need to Know today, uh, coming into the season. Now he's going to be, he just had this setback. He's not going to be playing hardly any regular season games before going into the playoffs. It's going to be getting in shape during the first round, exactly like you're saying, but that makes it tough. You know, the Nets are going to have a really tough go of it here, and they have almost zero preparation ahead of time. Let's see uh, what they can do with a first-time head coach as well. They've got a lot of things going against them. The thing they have going for them is that they got three straight-up ballers waiting, (laughs) hopefully, there for game one. We will see if they're there for game one. That's also going to be a question. Cool stuff, though. I mean, it's it's interesting to look at a team that is clearly the, the super team out there. There's three players on this team that could be finals MVP. And we haven't seen all of them together. They're the biggest question mark, but also the biggest favorite. It's pretty weird. Yeah, very weird. And you said it there, Lee. You slipped it in. Um, are we saying goodnight to the Pelicans season here? I mean, it was their fourth straight loss. Uh, they're, they're five out, I believe, now. Yeah. From the 10th seed, from the play-in tournament. Like, uh, that's getting pretty far behind here with only less than a month to go. Um, Pelicans done, even though Trey and I last week were saying, no, I like their chances <laughs> to get in here. Uh, it's not looking good right now, right, Lately? Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's actually four games back of the Spurs and okay, Warriors there. there but, uh, but it just feels a little bit heavy when you look at those teams because I think the Warriors are, are a lock for that, at least one of those spots. And then the Spurs, I mean, they're, they're one of the hardest teams to really figure out this season. But I just feel that this was the chance here for the Pelicans because they had the Knicks twice and Washington. Now, the Knicks have been actually very good uh, lately anyway, uh, but the Wizards, you know, again, losing that one in overtime. And now they face, they've got the Warriors twice, and they have uh, the San Antonio Spurs here coming up. Well, actually, they've got the Warriors three times from here on out. So, you know, those games are all those, uh, you know, those big ones where it's like, you know, you can almost... Oh, like they have to win those. Exactly, exactly. And uh, I don't think anyone would back... Uh, the, certainly not the Pelicans to win all three against the way the Warriors and Steph are playing right now, especially because you know the Warriors are desperate to get in there and uh, and make something out of this season because Steph's having such a great performance. So, yeah, I, 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 very, very hard to see an inexperienced team. Even though Zion, you know, he was again solid last night and Ingram's good. Just can't see a, a team without that experience really being able to sort of overcome these uh, losses at home, a couple of them as well, uh, and get back into that race. Well, let's talk about the hotter team in New York. Yeah, the New York Knicks, baby. They beat the Hornets 109-97. 
They run their winning streak to seven straight here, Lily. Your Knicks, hotter than the Nets right now. And people, you're hearing it, man. People are starting to convince themselves, oh, this team. This team could be, I think Tass was saying, could they be the bubble heat? Could they ride that defense and this like fairly hot three-point shooting from a bunch of their guys? Could they go and make some noise here in the playoffs? But uh, look, they're uh, with the Hawks picking up a victory too. Uh, could be a fun little 4-5 series there for sure oh, between yeah. these two teams. What did you think about the Knicks last night there? Well, a tale of two halves really because yeah. uh, in that second half, the Knicks defense, you know, whether or not the Hornets just cooled off because they were on fire in that first half, I think it was a combination of both there. But the Knicks uh, held the Hornets to 31 points in the second half after scoring 33 in each of the first two quarters. And that, that to me, is really the big difference. This is not a team we've, con- we've, we've looked at and thought, you know, the Knicks play defense, but right now that's what they're doing. They're able to lock up their opponents. And uh, it was impressive. Emmanuel quickly in that first half, he was on fire. Then RJ Barrett in the second half as well, providing some offensive support because Julius Randle was good, but certainly not uh, as, you know, not his best game of the season. And Derek Rose has also been good. He's been very good actually since, uh, since the Knicks picked him up. So right now they're just playing so confidently like that ball. It is fizzing around as well. Mm-hmm. Everyone's getting involved and they're finding contributions from so many guys because as, as we know Julius Randle is very very likely to win most improved player this season but on a night where he didn't really have it everyone else chipped in for them and uh, and that's what's really impressive about them and Nolan's Noel I'm not sure he's, he's sort of rejuvenating his career somewhat here you know just playing a role out there for the Knicks so things are going great for them and the Hornets obviously shorthanded last night but in that first half uh, PJ Washington just raining threes. Uh, Devonte Graham hit one, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Rogier hit a couple as well. They look great, but then the Knicks had a second gear. They yeah. just had a second gear. It was like let's play defense and let's move that ball, uh, and it worked in the end to get a, a comfortable victory. Because in that the last sort of five or six minutes of this game were not pretty. The Hornets couldn't get anything going, and uh, the Knicks weren't much better. But they just had that identity that we uh, just don't recognize from the New York Knicks from recent years. I saw at Tommy Beer tweeting this morning, the Knicks have outscored their opponents by 92 points in the 11 games they've played this month. Best in the league. It's like the Knicks, the Clippers, and the Jazz. When you're looking just at like the plus minus there uh, over the last month, Trey, it's, uh, you know, yeah, they're playing a Hornets team that's missing some guys, but they did turn up the defense, no doubt, in, in the second half, like Lee said. And uh, that's what they've been doing all year. I think what you meant with the defense there, Lee, was like years prior, right? Not this year. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is, this is the Knicks' identity. I yeah, mean, they're third in the totally. league defensive rating. It's obviously a Tibbs team. And uh, that's how they're winning a lot of these games. The offense is just there enough. Like you said, Randall as a facilitator. And then the three-point shooting from some of these guys, like Barrett's been on fire lately from distance. <laughs> and, you know, you guys got like Bullock and stuff like that. And Burks, of course, we've talked about. So it's just enough offensively when you got a, back, a really good defensive team as your backbone, Trey. 100%. Uh, this is a Tom Thibodeau team through and through because they are in their highest gear all the time. That was always the concern with hmm. the Bulls, you remember, right? They would win 65 games during the regular season, couldn't get to another level because they're playing their hardest every single night. That's exactly what you're getting from the Knicks. They get better as the game goes on. Uh, it feels like their second half defense is even better than their first half defense, which is pretty solid. I thought it was interesting uh, post game uh, that Shaq would not say the Knicks are back <laughs> until they get up to the fourth seed. The man has some strict regulations. He's like, okay, the Knicks are good. They're back. They're a very good team. I admit it, but I will not say they're back until they have home court advantage for the playoffs, which I think is fair because the Garden was rocking last night yeah. mm. with uh, Derrick Rose going off. Taj Gibson playing a huge role here. This is like watching the 2010 Bulls all over again. And so, you know, despite the fact that it is the Knicks, I'm happy for him to see a 
competitive team that's out there doing, like, honestly taking care of business. Like, they should beat the Hornets. They went out and beat the Hornets by playing defense and getting enough offense on the other end of the court. Barrett has been great. If he's able to shoot the ball this well in the postseason, that's huge for the Knicks. Randall didn't have a great game, but his shooting has obviously turned around as well. If those guys are able to consistently play at this level for the next couple of seasons, I made a mistake saying that the Chicago Bulls are more of an attractive destination than the Knicks are, because right now they are looking good. It's incredible. They are the hottest team in the league, even though you heard people saying the Clippers were the hottest team in the league last night as well. I got to roll with the Knicks here. Impressive stuff. I hate it. Just to drive home the fact of Julius Randle winning most improved, because it's a lock, and we talked about it uh, a little bit on yesterday's show, I believe that was. Um, or, or the day before. I can't remember what day it is anymore. I saw Mark Stein in his newsletter, Lily, mm. share this fact. It's pretty wild. So I just want to share it with everybody here on the stream team and listening to the podcast. Okay, Julius Randle is averaging 23.6 points per game, 10.5 rebounds, and 6.1 assists yeah. while shooting 40% from three-point range. Okay, those offensive numbers have been matched or exceeded by only one player this season, the MVP favorite in Jokic, and only one other player reached them before this season. Larry Bird in 84-85, one of his three MVP seasons. That's the numbers that Julius Randle is putting up here (laughs) in terms of like across the box score with that three-point shooting. That's the important part. So don't hit me with like a Wilt and Oscar did and all that. I think Westbrook maybe even too. But they weren't hitting at 40% uh, from three like a Jokic and Randle. It's crazy. So yeah, he's most improved and he's going to warrant some MVP votes. He's going to get some of them near the end of the ballot for sure. He'll get a couple, uh, the fifth you know, probably one, some yeah. fives thrown in there, maybe even yeah. a four here or there from the New York media. Who knows? But yeah. it, it's pretty wild. And yeah, this is coming off like one of his, like not a great game from him last night, but enough to get the victory. What what year did you say Larry Bird did it? Sorry. 84, 85. 84, 85. Yeah. Cause I just want to say, I mean, he, he probably only hit like one or two threes a game too. Uh, <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. He wasn't know. shooting a ton of them. Yeah. That's a yeah. Good point. Uh, 84, 85. He, he, he made 56 threes. That year. <laughs> Curry's done that in a week. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. So, uh, you know, Julius Randle is going to be better than uh, Larry Bird with those. Oh, no, wow. <laughs> wow. Than Larry Bird. You heard it here first. I love it. Yeah, I mean, Julius Randle's making two and a half or 2.1 a game on five, yeah. five, uh, just over five attempts. So, yeah, he's up to 121. He's doubled what Larry did in terms of uh, making threes. I mean, obviously, the game's changed. And I'm only joking about the comparison. I don't want anyone to go crazy on me here. But, uh, Come on, just get shows to work, how... aggregators. Go but, nuts. But, but, the, but the, <laughs> the main point is that he's improved his shooting and his scoring, but that, that uh, passing of the ball, and again, I mentioned it before, that, that ball is moving around in, uh, in New York, and it starts with... The, the leader, the guy who's like, yeah. you know, you can sort of understand if he was being a little bit more selfish trying to get his own numbers last night, but he wasn't. He was moving that and finding those shooters. And again, in the first half, it was quickly. In the second half, it was Barrett who was knocking down threes. And Bullock's been really good for them too. So um, this is just a, a crazy turnaround here from the Knicks. It's uh, fun to watch. And the, and the crowd did feel last night like, obviously, they're not packed stadiums yet, but that's as loud as it sounded in the garden there for a long time. Yeah, that's the only thing we've been truly missing from this really good Knicks season is a packed MSG with, like, Randall doing the things he's done, RJ yeah. Barrett, of course, even Derrick Rose when he has those takeover oh, yeah. moments. Like, oh, my God, MSG would have been going insane uh, right now. Quickly, too, you could throw him in there. He had a crazy shot last night where he was like, <laughs> it's like yeah. he was going to lose the that ball, like, ten times. And like a 
crazy step back three over two guys. He's got a weird release, yeah. like on his actual shot. Mm-hmm. Like I know he's got the floater game like perfectly, but he's got a, a strange, like sort of funky in front of him uh, release. But you know, he shoots with confidence and it goes in decent enough. So good for him. All right, the Knicks, baby, they're back. Knicks talk, Knicks tape. I love it all. Okay, next game, Paul George. Scores 33. Yeah, maybe the Clippers are the hottest team in the league. You tell me. Out west they are, at least. Uh, They downed the Blazers 113-112, and it was PG Trey hitting some uh, clutch free throws late. He got the whistle. I think it was the right call. Uh, There was contact. He was passing, but uh, Mm -hmm. it was a bonus situation. And uh, he goes to the line and knocks him down. This was a fun game. Shout out Rasheed Wallace. Both teams played hard in this (laughs) one. Complete level off the charts. Paul George on a hot streak. Like you're saying, Skeets, he's been carrying... The Clippers with Kawhi Leonard out, 33-11 and 11 for PG. And like you're saying, this was a we're not losing this kind of performance from Paul George. Clippers down five with a minute left. Three times in the final minute, Paul George just puts his head down and got to the rim. He had a nice take in the half court that he finished. He had a, a crazy play on a fast break where he got to the rim a lot faster than I think uh, the Blazers were expecting. They were slacking a little bit, getting back on defense. A nice lefty there caught everybody off guard. Then, yeah, he got a little bit lucky to get free throws there when he was driving to pass the ball, but that's why you go to the hoop. Mm-hmm. Make the ref call something. Went to the line, knocked him down. Clips win. Clips win. Great stuff for L.A. You know, I think the Knicks are still the hottest team in the league, <laughs> but whatever. You know, they're in different conferences, and the Clippers have been able to go out and take care of business as well. Uh, beating teams they should beat, despite the fact that they're missing quite a few players. Marcus Morris had a really nice game uh, for the Clips as well last night, but the story is definitely Paul George. He is on a massive hot streak right now, and when he's balling, he's really tough to stop because when the outside jumper is falling which it wasn't even really last night, but when that thing is falling, it allows him to get to the rim so much easier. Uh, but I was I was impressed. I, I, I like to see, you know, Paul George miss the jumper, and he said, fine, I'm just going to go to the hoop. I'm going to try and get some layups. I'm going to try and get some free throws. All, all Both of those things happened. That's how you win a game when you're down five with a minute left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lee, right now, if the playoffs started today, you know, let's get into that. It would be this series uh, from that game last night. It would be Clippers- as the third seed at 41 and 19 versus the Blazers right now, they're in the sixth seed at 32 and 25. Uh, sign me up for that first round series. I think that would be very entertaining. I think that had a little, uh, you know, despite missing some stars there, yeah. like Kawhi and Dema, you know, they were both playing hard, like Trey said. Uh, I think there's some dislike there. Of course, they got the whole PG Dane yeah. angle and all that. <laughs> uh, I think this would be one hell of a first round series. I also think people would take the Blazers. Like, you would see, like, you know, with a, with a healthy squad, of course. If, if yeah. both teams are healthy, I know some people would pick Portland. I'm not sure I would, but but what would you think of this first round uh, series between these potential two teams? I hope teams? I hope we get it because that's it. Paul George and Damian Lillard certainly haven't back and forth last season in the playoffs and the, and the season before that when Lillard obviously eliminated the Oklahoma City Thunder. I mean, that's exactly what we want to see these two teams. Now Kawhi Leonard is out for at least a week right now with a mm-hmm. with a foot injury. So, uh, you know, I expect he will be back in time. Doesn't sound super serious for the playoffs. But, yeah, if we, and Nurkic didn't play there last night, and obviously Lillard didn't. So this would be exactly what we want to see in the first round because I think the Clippers would be favorite as home court. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if I would pick them against uh, against the Blazers. <laughs> Lillard just has a way of doing these Come things. But, uh, I mean, I, I yeah, I, 
I don't know. I think it'd be a great series. I think it would actually live up to the hype because uh, if CJ McCollum's going, I think that's a very, very important factor here for the Blazers. He, was, he didn't shoot it all that well last night, but obviously he provides that offensive support. And Norm Powell's good for them again. He's been good since he's joined them. The Blazers been a rare trade where both teams like, you know, Raptors and the yep. Blazers like, hey, this was a pretty good trade. We yeah. both got a pretty good player out of this. So Powell uh, had a wide open look there at a three in the corner. At the end there, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I I mean, the Clippers, they're winning right now, which is so good because they do need to, I think, lock up that third spot because you don't want to drop into fourth and potentially have to face the Lakers as the fifth seed where the Nuggets are right now. The Nuggets are playing well too. They've won eight of their last ten. Uh, but the Clippers are just keeping themselves out of reach. And also, you potentially face the Suns in that second round as well, which I think is hugely important. I think, you know, respect to the Suns, they've been incredible this season. But uh, again, if it's them or the Jazz in the second round, I think you would still rather face the Suns at this point. But uh, either way, there's a couple of really promising matchups there in the Western Conference because, you know, so many teams have had guys out with injuries and you're not sure exactly how their conditioning will be come playoff time. The Lakers, the biggest one of that. But, uh, yeah, some other teams are really starting to, you know, like put their foot down and say, we, we could be a chance in this thing. Things could go our way. <laughs> I didn't plan on asking you guys this, but I was just reminded of it when you were saying, you know, we're talking about these series and seedings and all that. I know Tom Ziller's talked about it before, the idea of, like, picking your opponent if you're one of the, uh, you know, top three, top four seeds, uh, that you get the chance to say, I want that team. I think they do a little bit of that in the WNBA already. Trey, do you like that idea? Like, let's say it's the top three seeds. Like, they get to pick who they want uh, from the lower seeds, or from anybody, I guess, for that matter. Are you a fan of that or no? Sure. Yeah. Why not? Give uh, give those top seeds something else to play for, something to keep them interested once we get to the final two weeks of the season. And, you know, seeds are looking a little more locked in. But if you get your choice of who you want to play, maybe that's a little carrot there to be chasing if yeah. you're one of the lead dogs or lead horses, I suppose. <laughs> dogs like carrots, but not as much as horses do. Um, <laughs> I will say, though, I think the Clippers would be fine playing against the Blazers. Their Clippers uh, won all three games. The Blazers are really struggling right now. They've lost uh, seven of their last ten. I thought it was interesting that basically as soon as the final buzzer rang, you heard Damian Lillard was coming back to play. No surprise. They really need him back. They've been struggling, especially... Uh, against the best teams in the league. I think they're 1-6, and six, uh, the Blazers are, against the Clippers, Lakers, and Jazz. You know, they've got Damian Lillard. Carmelo Anthony was really solid last night. C.J. McCollum, we know, can put things together, but the depth for the Blazers, it's just not there. Like, Rondé mm-hmm. Hollis-Jefferson made a serious impact, I thought, on the game, and they just signed that guy. Anthony mm-hmm. Simons, it's just flashes. They're getting flashes from all of their young role players, but not consistent production. Same question for you, Lee. Let's throw it at you. Do you like the idea of like the top seeds in each conference picking their first round opponent? Yes, I do. I think why not try something like that as well? I, I think the play-in tournament, you know, we sort of got an opportunity for that last season because of the bubble situation and it worked. So why not experiment with something like this as well? Just say, you know what, we're going to try it for two or three seasons and see if it works, see if the teams like it. And if they don't, we can go back to it. But let's just see because... That's exactly what would Paul George and the Clippers pick the Blazers? I know would, that's would, the fascinating. You know, part, yeah. like like Trey points out there, you know what their sort of record is. But would Paul George say, "Oh, I can't pick Lillard and then get beaten by him in the, in, in the first round"? Because you know, if that was to happen, it would just Paul George would be clowned on forever. You gotta I mean, face your demons, Paul. You exactly, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the team would probably say, "Listen, you know, we we just match up well against them, and we've got good defensive players. We can, you know, maybe slow those guys down." But imagine the psychologically, like Paul George 
was like, I can't, man. What if Lillard beats me again, man? It's just not going to happen. But uh, I think, sure, I think it just adds some intrigue for sure. Because would every team, of course, again, avoid the Lakers? Because they're like, we don't want the Lakers in the first round, man. So, you know, we'll, we'll take, uh, you know, maybe the Nuggets instead, just because you just don't want to have to have to beat LeBron James in the first round. So, um, yeah, I think it's something for the NBA to think about for sure. Yeah, maybe we'll see it uh, in the future. All right, our next game, we got two left here. The Wolves beat the Kings for the second time this season, 134-120. If that doesn't sum up the Sacramento Kings season, I don't know what does. <laughs> Timberwolves will beat them twice. They play again tonight. They'll probably beat them for a third time. Uh, Minnesota was trailing 115-114, and then Anthony Edwards splashed his fifth three of the game, started this big 17-3 run. Towns was pretty special during that stretch, and that was the ball game right there. Uh, just if you're curious, the Wolves entered the game with the worst record in the NBA, but now have beaten the Kings here twice. So the Rockets have taken the lead there in the old Tankathon, one of my favorite sites out there. Yeah. Tankathon.com, if you want to see again, like who's winning the best chance uh, at the uh, sort of the top four pick. It's the Rockets are 15 and 43, and then you got Minnesota now 16 and 43, and then it's Orlando, Detroit, and OKC is doing their best to get in this race. They've lost like what 11 straight. They're suddenly coming out of nowhere as they sit all their guys. So uh, yeah, just uh, if you're if you're into that, it's a little different now because you don't have like that crazy weighted chance of being the worst team to have the number one pick. It's a little more weighted now, so that's good. But uh, yeah. You got the Rockets with the worst record in the league. And uh, I just wanted to ask you, Lee, are you a fan of these neon green, like, highlighter <laughs> Wolves jerseys? I go back and forth, yeah. if I'm being honest. There it's are so- parts where I like them, and then I don't. I, I, I can't decide. It's so funny you bring that up, because I was watching it last night. I was thinking, this just looks ugly out there. I don't know. You know Colorful matchup, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, the purple and the yeah, bright <laughs> yeah. neon green, yeah. And I was like, I think I think they could put these ones away for now. I just don't see I don't it working, especially don't, on the road. I don't know. I don't mind them. You know, where they, I like how they look in photos like getty images they like yeah, really, they yeah. super pop and they're like it's not as bad as like live action to me i think yeah. that's why i'm torn trey are you a fan of these i don't mind them i can't believe <laughs> yeah. they've stuck around for this yeah. long with how often teams switch jerseys minnesota's been wearing neon green for like three seasons anthony edwards is making it look good though oh yeah three monster dunks last night so yeah maybe that's why they're keeping them around they're like this looks cool flying through the air let, yeah. me just, uh, let me just throw one then at you guys. Who do you think's got a brighter future, the Kings or the Wolves today? Oh, my God. That is <laughs> I, tough. I'm honestly leaning Wolves right now. I know. I think I tend to agree with you, which is because insane. I, <laughs> I think outside of Fox and Halliburton, I think the Kings, the, the, everyone else is basically going to be out in the next year or so, coach included, because I just, you know, Buddy, he can shoot the three. Great. Uh, Harrison Barnes, I think they'll try to move on from him and just sort of start again. But uh the Wolves, considering this season, has been such a disaster for them. I think Anthony Edwards at like keeper, great, you know. Uh, Towns, maybe there's still they can still keep him there and, and, and make things better, but Yeah, because feel- hold on, like if you step back, it felt like the Wolves season was a write off from the jump. Yeah. Because of obviously what happened to their star player and that and that's a you know, if there's ever an excuse, that seems like a goddamn fair excuse for what Towns went through and it's like all right, this season's a bit of a mess, and let's figure out who we are, and there's no Russell for a good chunk of it and all that. But, like, the Kings had expectations. The Kings, yeah. the Kings got a great draft pick. They, Halliburton looks awesome. And yet here they are still floundering. So I hear what you're saying. I'm like, I just really – I know you were, you keep talking up that you think Towns wants out and all that. I want you to slow your roll on that. Like, let's give them – from the start, a chance to see what they have. Now with Towns and especially Anthony Edwards. Like, I'd really like to see them 
from game one, everybody's mind into it, a good, you know, off season practice, stuff like that. Like, I just like to see what they are. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs or anything, but I still have hope in the, in those two, especially what you saw from Anthony Edwards. You're mm-hmm. right. Like that guy better go in a dunk contest. Oh my I mean, God. He's... Like, I know we got like, cause Zion, 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 you better go in. Dunk. Anthony Edwards better go in one. Cause like, he's got the charisma too. I feel like to back it up in one of those things. So I think it'd be awesome trading it, but yeah, I guess I go wolves. Do you have an answer to that one? Wolves or Kings? Uh, like, who do you have more faith in, Trey? <laughs> pass. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the right answer. Pass, man. I mean, Timberwolves and Kings. That's a have faith. Excuse me? Pass. Check yeah. in next year. All right. We'll, we'll get the poll up on Twitter. Yeah. Maybe we'll make a poll on our, uh, our YouTube community Kings, page Wolves, there, pass. too. Kings, Wolves, or Pass. You do not have to answer. Uh, all right. So, good win there for Minnesota. And uh, finally, Trey Young in some sweet goggles. Scored 25. We had Sweet Lou Williams adding 22. Yeah. Do you guys remember Lou Williams plays for the Hawks? Yeah. yeah. Uh, they defeated the Magic. 112-96. And this is a big win. They're uh, you know jockeying for position there with... The Knicks and the Celtics are in that mix now. Um, what do you think there, Lily? Yeah, I mean, uh, this was <laughs> yeah, obviously the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> this was this a game. game. This I was, was a game. <laughs> you want to pass on this one? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know what I want to say really is what? actually Cole Anthony, uh, he's a solid rookie too. Uh, sure. He had some nice moves last night. Uh, this game, you're watching it, you're just going, what am I going to say about this game? The Hawks should win this game. Got a big lead. Lou Williams, they needed his points off the bench, though. Um, you know, and that's what Lou Williams can still do, still score, and uh, it was important for them. And, yeah, Trey had the Sunnies on last night. Um, yeah, fine. I mean, it's, yeah. I thought he looked cool. Yeah, he didn't look that bad, because sometimes no. he looks stupid no, no, on people. There no. he is. <laughs> he looks like 10 years older, too. He like, definitely yeah. looks older. Yeah. <laughs> Power look there from Trey Young. We're, uh, of course, showing a photo of him in his goggles there, glasses last night. Are those Felix Grace? Does anybody know? What's the blue light down in the pool? What percentage of the blue light is getting in? Yeah. I don't, know. I don't know if they still use Phillips light bulbs down there. <laughs> look at my Trey Young. Oh, my God. Has anybody made that joke? Yeah, that's good. I'm a fan of that. Good stuff. Uh, uh, all right, so not not a whole lot to add. Yeah, yeah you're right. I mean, yeah. I felt bad. Our guy Larry Luke was down at the Fortress last night for the first time, obviously, forever, because they're letting some fans into the arena now. And uh, he's obviously a Hawks bro, and it's like, yeah, this is... This, I guess he was happy, I'm sure. You know, it was big John Collins alley-oop and Trey Young yeah. and his goggles putting them 25, and they got a win, and they're going to be in the playoffs. But uh, otherwise, you're not taking a whole lot from this. Yeah, the Orlando Magic... Uh, not a, not a great team right nah, now. But the Hawks took care of business, yeah. right? It's like, yeah. at this point, it's like, we're not surprised that the Hawks won a game that they should win because yeah. all of their players are back playing pretty well. Bogdanovich has been solid. He's really finding uh, his spot here with the team. And Clint Capella, another huge game. 14 points, 19 rebounds. I mean, you're hearing a little buzz for Clint Capella to make an all-NBA team at this point. I mean, it's going to be impossible wow. for it to happen because wow. Jokic, Embiid, and Gobert are going to be the yeah. all-NBA centers. But Clint Capella has been, at worst, the second-best player for the Hawks this season. And that's a huge reason that they are a competitive team this year. He's holding it down in the middle, and he's holding it down on the glass. Oh, yeah, he's leading that's... the league in rebounds and third in blocks. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that sort yeah. of stuff gets you, especially at the center position, you know, where there's a, potentially a few spots there. It's like, well, this guy's been doing good, and the Hawks will make the playoffs. So... There's a, there's a chance he could sneak into that 13. Well, we uh, always see people write the articles. Hell, we've probably done it on the podcast before. Hey, what about the uh, All-NBA fourth team? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. The hey, what about this guy team? Really, it's what it should be called. And, you know, I'm, I'm like, uh, you know, searching the old brain right now for the 
other competitors for that fourth center position. I don't know if I, like anyone come to mind. Like uh, I, Capella, would probably be with it. Yeah, sure. Is. Uh, maybe someone can let us know in the stream team if I'm if I'm forgetting someone as I'm doing like the quick little little, little, little rolodex there in the old in the old noggin for the centers. It's like because like Bam, is he would be he would be in good. the mix, I suppose. Yeah, incredible here. Um, yeah, who else? You tell us. <laughs> who else is in the mix for fourth team all-NBA center? Yeah, Valanchunas. 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 He might be all-NBA yeah. fifth. Fifth team. All right, yeah. let's yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> go. I'm deep. making a podcast. I'm doing all-NBA ten teams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love it. I love it because I was listening to Zach Lowe's podcast about most improved players. Okay. And he had Hamadou Diallo in his top 10 wow. most improved players, wow. which was surprising to me because he started the podcast by saying that he went 55 players deep oh on God. his most improved player preparation. Holy. Hamadou Diallo wasn't in the bottom 45 <laughs> of that. So, like, who is on this list? Who's number 55 on Zach Lowe's list? Who is number 10 All-NBA center on J.E. Skeets' list? This wow. is what the people want to hear. Yeah, release the list, Professor release Lowe. Release the list. Yeah, come on, let's see it. So, yeah, I haven't listened to that one yet. He has Coach Thorpe on, right? So, they do they go through 10 candidates for most improved is that what they do and then he says there's another 45 that he did research on is that, the, <laughs> is that the right sicko, it's the sickos memes uh, he starts off yeah they're going they're going deep on all improved but it's great uh it's honestly great uh to think about all the different ways that players have improved yeah a recommended listen okay great oh, i'm definitely listening to that uh a little bit later today okay let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors but we'll hit the beach in a second lily I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I gotta cut out a bit. I gotta switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds? Sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation? Perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. 
Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Great ad reads, guys. Uh, we knocked it out of the park. <laughs> that one. Okay, let's uh, hit the beach. Little beach tease brought to you by the zebra. Hit it, JD. Yeah, we're stepping on the beach already because we're getting in the mood for Wednesday afternoon's official Beach Steppin' Podcast because it's the only place to go to read your emails and tweets. Join us live at 3 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. What are you giggling about over there, cereal head? Oh, this guy. Cereal <laughs> 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 head spotted a hat. I literally didn't even see uh, Lee there with his, uh, the his Turks slash Tokes and yeah. Caicos. Uh, yeah. Well, what do you call that? Yeah. I don't know. What, what do you call that hat? Just a, a bucket hat and sort of thing. Bucket? That's yeah. a bucket hat, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just because I've got the headphones on. You might not see it. but You um, could wear that with the um, the Team uh, Canada Olympic uh, outfit. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty right. funny, uh, Pretty funny actually, because I, I got this hat, <clears throat> you know, because yeah. the hotel we stayed in, you can buy all the hotel stuff, but I don't want that. I want a Turks and Caicos. You know, he goes to Turks and Caicos once, buys the hat, you know. Buys the hat. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> You know how you know how like girls if they go to say a wedding or something they want to wear a dress and if someone else is wearing the dress they hate it they're like oh my god yeah, that's yeah. my dress you don't what want that do? anywhere yeah. really yeah so I was walking around I found this hat where I found it. I thought no one's going to have one of this about the second last day I saw a guy exactly this hat on I can't believe how much I got angry at this guy I'm like wow. get that hat off man this is my turf this right. is my beach get out of here. I didn't obviously say anything. I just like you know slumped off to the corner, but in disappointment. But man, I was why, fuming. Why, see, why would you uh, take that approach? If anything, like uh, treat it like you're a jeep owner, and every time you see another jeep, owner, <laughs> you... uh, just because of the tip a little old jean hat yeah, there. I saw so many other people wearing just the the resort stuff, and I'm like, see, they're just being lazy. They're just going into the gift shop, spending ninety eight dollars on a hat, you know. Like instead, I spent fifty dollars on a taxi, <laughs> then spent forty dollars on a hat. So, you know. <laughs> what a deal! Hey, can you check the rim of your hat there for uh, any little packets of weed oh, yeah, that you may have yeah. uh, brought back? Did you put it uh, in the yeah. seam of the hat there? No? Alright, you're looking good, yeah. Gilligan. Uh, Alright. <laughs> yeah, we're on the beach, because uh, we had some great uh, tweets uh, that we wanted to slip in today's show, but again, join us live at 3pm Eastern on YouTube for our official Beach Seven podcast, all your emails and tweets. Okay, first one here, it's from at Slam and Danny G, always coming through with great, great questions. Legendary songwriter writes Slam and Danny G, um, Jim Steinman died yesterday. Uh, one of his biggest songs was Meatloaf's Two Out of Three Ain't Bad. So, pick two out of three to happen. Okay? Pick two out of three that will happen here. Jokic doesn't win MVP. The Nets or Lakers don't win the title. Or LeBron doesn't make all NBA. Vax up in your blood. Yes, yeah, on again. At Slam and Danny G. So, Trey... You got to pick two out of three there to happen. And a lot of those are sort of like, you know, 
not happenings in terms of winning MVPs and not winning titles. What do you think? Yeah, it's a fun experience when you're hearing Skeets read the question back, and as he's reading it, you're like, oh, <laughs> answered this one completely backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Slammed by Danny G once again. Are you kidding me? Uh, my things that would happen would be LeBron making an all-NBA team and Jokic winning MVP. Hmm. Nets and Lakers not winning the championship. I think that is an easy pitch to make, right? Okay. We kind of talked about what has been happening with the Nets, how they haven't had their players there for the majority of the season, actually being full strength, and how they haven't had uh, any adversity together as a team. They can withstand the injuries, but how do they deal with you know actually having to get stops in a playoff series? We shall see. That's an easy case to make. Uh, the actual injuries, I think, are more of a concern for the Lakers, just because if they were to lose LeBron to something in the playoffs, which has never happened in his career, but sh- if it did, the Lakers would be in trouble. They've done a pretty solid job to keep stacking up these wins while LeBron and AD have been out. They've been, you know, better than expected, I would say, but come playoff time, if they don't have LeBron, if they don't have AD, they're not a real contender. So I think that's an easy one that could happen. So now that I am uh, have stalled for enough time to process this <laughs> in my brain, yeah. I will say it's more likely uh, that LeBron doesn't make an all-NBA team than it is that Nikola Jokic doesn't win MVP. I don't think there's any way either of these things happens. I think Jokic is a lock for the MVP at this point. Whereas with LeBron and the all-NBA spot, like... My fellow media brethren, there's no way that he's going to not make an all-NBA team, but there are so many good uh, candidates for these all-NBA spots. We've got Skeets is ready to go 10 deep with teams. That's (laughs) That's 50 players, you know? Uh, So it's certainly possible that you could make a case for six forwards over LeBron. I wouldn't be buying it, but you could. Right. Lee, Lee, you agree with that? Yeah, pretty much. It just feels like if you miss time now, like the length of time you're out is going to really hurt your case. And uh, LeBron, uh, I'm still not sure if we have a, a sort of even a, a timetable yeah, yet for him. I don't think so. He's play- LeBron has played 41 games. Yeah. Just so everybody knows. So he's played less games than Kyrie. Yeah. And that's <laughs> sort of weird. Uh, again, this season, because things are different, short yeah. schedule as well, you know, maybe that's not as big of a factor because he was great when he was playing. But if he doesn't get back before the playoffs, uh, I think LeBron misses out on, on All-NBA. And he's only so you got- don't think if he plays another game and he ends with 41 games out of 72 that he doesn't make I mean, All-NBA? Your, the argument could be like, well, he did enough in those 41 games versus he just didn't play enough games. But as I say, like that's maybe not as big a factor this season. So I, I really, yeah. I, I really, I, I just feel right now he is going to miss out. I just feel it. But, wow. I mean, he's certainly not first team. Yeah, who knows? Maybe squeeze into the third <laughs> team. I, I, I just don't know. I mean, it just feels uh, it just feels harder this year to sort of have a clear idea of exactly where how those things are going to go. Okay, good one there, slamming <laughs> Danny G. It was a little confusing with the like sort of double negatives in there. What doesn't matter? Uh, we got there in the end. TK got us there. Okay, next one. This is from at Andy Belair one. Who are some of your favorite NBA role players that you've ever interviewed or maybe met at media events? I have a sneaky inclination that Money Mellis is going to pick Big Baby Davis, uh, but turn up, love you guys, awesome. We'll have to uh, maybe circle back with with Money Mellis later in today's show. We'll actually ask him that question. But Lee, for you, role players that you've either interviewed or just even seen at media events that uh, you're like, oh, I really like that guy. Well, this guy is an NBA role player, uh, okay. but he never actually played in the NBA, but he's as famous as... Well, well, he's for, for my generation, he's super famous. I'm not sure if he's as famous anymore, but it's Ahmad Rashad. 
And, mm. uh, you know, for me, you know, when I started following the NBA, when seeing Ahmad Rashad on Inside and stuff like that, like, he's a legend. He's got that cool voice. Mm-hmm. And so I had a chance to speak to him um, 2017 or 2018, I guess it was, there at the finals. And he was just awesome. He was just so cool. And I sort of, I was like, I'm not going to say who's my main man or something about main man because he gets asked that question all the time. But guess what? My first question was like, uh, you know, what, what do, what's the criteria to become a main man? Who's your main yeah. man these days? I couldn't help it, you know. And yeah. I thought he's probably going to go, yeah, I've heard this question, dickhead, every time, every single time someone asked me. But he didn't respond like that. He laughed. He, You know, we had a great time. And it was just one of those things like, like you know, for a guy who was a, a footballer, wasn't he? He was a pro footballer. Yeah. Um, you know, to make to become as established as he was in the NBA world, I thought was uh, pretty significant. I mean, he's I guess regarded still as Michael Jordan's closest friend, you know, closest ally, and uh, it was an awesome honor to actually get to meet him and just to hear that voice and to be like, man, I just remember when I was like 14 years old seeing Ahmad Rashad, and he used to do the sideline stuff too for uh, yeah. NBC. You know, so you know he was uh, he was awesome. I loved it. I had about three or four minutes with him, and it was perfect. Were you more of a Summer Sanders fan or a Willow Bay fan? Probably Willow. Willow was the OG, wasn't she? I believe. Uh, I, I can't so. remember the order, but yeah, yeah I think so. Like... I think so. Yeah, it's you know, it's like that that first introduction. Those are the ones I think you're just a little bit more. Um, yeah, you have a bit of a bias towards. So yeah, it was great. I mean, I remember like five thirty on a Saturday morning, we'd have inside, uh, we'd have inside stuff, and we would have. Um, NBA action and it was just like awesome. those were awesome I remember oh that God. too yeah and you had all like those like Saved by the Bell shows too and like that <laughs> yeah. on Saturday morning Saturday morning was great when you were a kid and you had cartoons before that even good call okay so early an NBA role player but a moderate shot uh, I'm fine I like that answer really really uh, going off uh, out of left field there like classic lead do you have an answer for this TK uh, Eddie House, I thought, was really fun when we had him on. I've told the story before about he asked us if we had kids. I said I had two daughters trying to have a boy, and he's like, you got to get gangster to have a boy. Uh, <laughs> a great line from Eddie House that I will <laughs> never forget. Living rent-free in my Eddie House up here. Yeah. But I was, uh, you know, seeing this question, I thought of Eddie House instantly, and then I remembered that we pitched him on a home improvement show. <laughs> like, we were going to have Eddie House do, like, simple house household tasks that we would just you know like eddie's house or something like that yeah. i don't remember exactly what we wanted to call it uh and then we have like a little five minute feature of eddie house you know installing a light fixture or switching out an outlet cover or something simple yeah. uh but for some reason uh, he didn't bite on that one no. i don't know why um maybe because we didn't have the experience uh in the home renovation field out there we need to watch a master class from mike holmes or something like that <laughs> to really learn the ins and outs the intricacies uh maybe we need to partner with the property brothers to get to business here wow. with eddie house yeah, wasn't, he, wasn't he really sweaty when we interviewed him <laughs> sweaty eddie, eddie? <laughs> yeah sweaty yeah, eddie, yeah i mean it gets hot in those studios some <laughs> yeah. people uh you know they do uh perspirate quite a bit under those lights i mean chris weber's sweaty uh under the lights even so yeah. Yeah, these guys are just sweaters i mean hell we sweat all the time under yeah, those yeah. i just sort of remember though shows. eddie kept sort of dabbing himself yeah That's yeah yeah some people sweat through the forehead yeah a, a lot more yeah um i thought for surely you were gonna say johnny flynn 
Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Isn't Johnny Flynn yeah. like the the classic clip where he's yeah. like, "I like you. You yeah. make me laugh. I yeah. love that clip yeah, so good. much. You make oh, me yeah. laugh." I forgot about John. And Mikhail Petrus was great as well. Yeah, he, he was me good a great too. Drop too. Uh, oh, Gortat was. Didn't you talk about oh, Gortat? Yeah, Gortat. Ah, yeah. How could I forget the Polish hammer? Instead, you went with a moderate shot. Well, Ahmad <laughs> was just playing the league. Ahmad was just was was more for uh, you know thirteen fourteen year old Lee. It was like you know yeah that's like, let's let's get Ahmad and. Uh, it was great, but they're all great. I don't think, I mean, I don't remember having one that I thought, oh, that guy was a dick or anything like right, that. Right. You know? No, it's true. Few and far between. Um, final one here. Hey, Dunkasaurus crew. That uh, pairs nicely with that cold open you picked there, uh, JD. <laughs> um, I like players with great flow who move like molten gold. Ones who redline Rico Suaveness. In your opinion, which current NBA player is the fluid king? <laughs> That's from at Andy D. Leaf. What an absolute banger of a tweet! Like it had, like we didn't, we had two questions already. We usually call it there. We had to get this in. The great flow move like molten gold, redline and Rico Suave. And then who are we calling the fluid king? Trey, what a. F- question <laughs> I don't think we're calling anybody the fluid king. I don't think so either <laughs> uh, my first inclination for fluid king would be my and JD's dentist Dr. A-Rod that guy works wonders with the spit sucker a real fluid king <laughs> wow spit alright thanks Dr. A-Rod as for players uh, Kyrie Irving and CJ McCollum they move like molten gold, gold. redlining in the Rico suaveness. <laughs> I don't know what this means, but I do like the way they go from move to move. You know, they've always yeah. got a counter for whatever it is. Uh, it feels like you've got Kyrie Irving stopped, then he spins the other way. Oh, I forgot. That was a way you can spin, just like water. It gets everywhere yep. if you don't really address what's going to happen with it. Same with Kyrie Irving. Same with CJ McCollum. Two fluid kings in the NBA. Wow. All right. Lee, anyone to add to this list? Well, Donovan Mitchell, I think, is one. And also, I think Ja Morant has got Kyrie Irving uh, abilities to finish how he goes in one way and all of a sudden he just rises up with his offhand and finishes. He did that a couple of times against the Nuggets the other day. And I was like... What about Zion Williamson on this yeah. list, even? Yeah. Shockingly fluid. <laughs> yeah. Shockingly fluid. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, saw you know, some people saying uh, SGA. It, it, SGA we've talked about before. He's got a, yeah. he's a weird, like, fluid guy, and he's got a bit of a herky-jerky uh, style to him at times, too. But I, I like that one as well. Kyrie's the uh, obvious answer for me. And Paul George is... Yeah. He's very smooth. He's silky, yeah. He's silky. Yeah. Like, a, like a snake going in yeah. between that pick-and-roll action sometimes. Great questions, guys. Getting us in the mood for this afternoon's official Beach Steppin' podcast. We, uh, we hope that you will join us then. Yes, there is... Uh, <laughs> Lily looking like Gilligan. JD doing an unbelievable screen grab for everybody joining us here on YouTube. Uh, you podcast listeners are going to have to come check this one out. <laughs> Good job, oh little buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, were you wearing this hat all the time, Lily? No? Oh, yeah. It's actually, yeah. it's one of those oh, things. Yeah. It's, uh, it's yeah. really comfortable. And, uh, oh, my God, it was great. Because you can wear it in the ocean. Right, I wear. You know, I like to wear like full sleeves and everything now, so it stays wet, so you stay cool while you're yeah. under there. So. I like the drawstring. That's a nice touch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it's got. You got to have it loose too, because you 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 don't want it like that, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Only like when a, you're parasailing. Yeah, or like yeah, you look like a like a lifeguard. I think when you do that, like you're ready to pounce in the water or save somebody. All right, that's a good look for you. 
and um, only fifty dollars. So yeah, it's a steal. What, what a steal! <laughs> Turks and Caicos, Aquaman. Um, all right, we gotta take one more break uh. here. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Okay, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mmm, Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Well... Pierre42 called it. Tweet of the night comes from uh, the has to be the Apple event promoting promoting our No Dunks Dream Team, and that's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Matt Abbott uh, was enjoying the Apple. Uh, what is it? The keynote, right? Um, yep. Showing off the new products. Showing off new the new products. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, nice little product. Podcast plug for the at No Dunks Inc. during the at hashtag Apple event. And um, I actually grabbed the moment that it happened. So here it is. We're also introducing Apple Podcast subscriptions, which enables you to unlock new content as well as additional benefits like ad free listening, early access, and much more. Oh, I mean, amazing. It's, you know, first of all, that logo pops man oh your eyes drawn to it big Pew. popper is like yeah. a, a timberwolves jersey right <laughs> <laughs> and uh and you know all all seriousness in all seriousness it's like uh i've watched these things in the past and whenever they go through the podcast part and they show the screen grab of the app and uh, i've said to myself and it would be pretty cool if our podcast was on that mm. screen you know and then when it actually happened it was Pretty surreal, actually. Yeah. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I, I, I couldn't believe it. It's just like, and it's one of those things you, you're used to looking at the logo every day, and then it pops up out of context, but in context. You know what I mean? It was just yeah. like, it was an odd experience. But uh, anyways, very cool. Very happy to be included. And also, thrilled to hear we're going weekly. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Cool. See you next Wednesday, guys. Beach is canceled. <laughs> that's right. It's just a great, uh, it's a great move for us, I think. So, yeah, um, yeah excited to get some more time with my family. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's weird. So, like, uh, I saw a Tass tweeting about it. Does Tim Cook only listen to the Beach Stepping podcast? Like, is that what's Possible. going on? Maybe possible i guess i don't know maybe he just likes the drop podcast on friday maybe he's a big fan of uh, weekend winners and losers just to catch up on the nba news i think he's yeah. a top shot hot boy i think he's- <laughs> oh, well that's he's- not even a podcast Lee. yeah but he's always ahead of the game you know so i think oh, he's like, yeah, i know i know where things are going 
Well, what's really cool about this keynote is, uh, yeah, it was nice that we were in there as the logo with this new podcast service, which, by the way, Apple needs an update on mm-hmm. this uh, on their platform there, on their app, is that later on, J.D., I don't know if you caught this, but Tim Cook said, actually, we're releasing another iPhone in purple because of the No Dunks guys. We love the purple <laughs> so much from the logo that we wanted to do a purple uh, phone. So that was cool, too, when he actually name-dropped us like that. Wow, I, I can't wait to watch the whole thing in its entirety. Yeah. 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 So, yes, thanks to everybody that did send that in. A lot of people were tweeting at us and hitting us up in uh, uh, Instagram, letting us know, oh, my God, you guys are on there. Very cool. Very cool. And uh, thanks to Matt there for grabbing the screen grab, though a lot of people did it as well. Awesome. I will say, JD, I hadn't seen the clip yet. And for some reason, I was expecting a huge applause break when, <laughs> when he showed it. I don't, I don't know why. I'm like, this is going to be awesome to hear people going crazy for a No Dunks podcast screen cap. Uh, maybe next year. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Maybe. We'll see. Great tweet of the night. Look at that. We love it. So now we got to hit 40K on YouTube. Like, tomorrow we should hit it, right? You would think. You would think. <laughs> All that free advertising? Oh, let's, <laughs> let's hope so. Let's hope so. Okay, pick them results from last night. Brought to you by BetMGM. Uh, it was the Hornets-Knicks game. Lele loves his New York Knicks. He believed in them to cover that five-and-a-half-point line, and they did. Uh, you know, it was, looking, it was looking tight there for a little bit, but the Knicks put on the clamps and uh, got the victory quite handedly in the end. So, Lee, you're 8-6. and six. Only one to take the Knicks to cover. Everybody else had the Hornets uh, keeping it close enough, but nope. Lost for Tess, lost for trade, lost for me. Lee and Tess, 8-6, and six, Trey 7-7, seven and seven, and I'm way at the back at 5-9. and nine. We got 12 games on, like I said, here on Wednesday night. 12 games. But the one we're picking from is the Hawks. Kaka and the Knicks. Yes, big game. Obviously, in terms of seeding between these two teams, Knicks are favored by two and a half at MSG. Trey, we're going to go to you first. Who do you like? Knicks to win by three or more? The Hawks to uh, keep it close enough or maybe even win the game? Knicks are too good right now. I got to roll with my New York Knicks. <laughs> Always been a big fan. I don't know. Honestly, it, it feels bad picking against the Knicks right now. I can't do it. Give me New York. Lily, what, what says you? Yeah, I can't go against the Knicks. Uh, I thought that line might be a little longer, a little bigger than that. But uh, I think the Knicks can uh, win it again tonight. I thought the line would be bigger. But just, I mean, it's just wow. the way they're playing. They're you both know. on a back-to-back. Yeah, I know. I, I just so. thought two and a half. I thought, I thought it might be maybe three and a half. Only a point, but, you know, it can make a big difference if you get that extra point. You know? but, okay. Uh, I will take the New York Knicks. Let's find out who Tass has, J.D. Ooh, this line is moving. It started at one and a half. Now it's at two and a half. That means people are heavy on the Knicks. What does that mean? Not sure. Just trying to say something vaguely interesting. Give me the Knicks, though, as far as they're playing. New York is the better team right now. Just a little bit. Give me New York. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm trailing here. I still owe a pick and payoff. Might as well go for it. Uh, I'm going to hope I have some Larry Luke on my side tonight. I'll take the Hawks. <laughs> Give me the Hawks to cover. Give me the Hawks to win. Just straight up Ballin. win. They're yeah. playing well, too. They're playing great. What's the hell? They, it feels like they haven't lost under Nate McMillan. And they got a lot of their guys back. Collins are, um, yeah. So uh, give me the Hawks. I get the points. So they're plus two and a half. Everybody else has the Knicks winning by three or more. Good, good luck. Everybody enjoy the games tonight. Make sure you join us later today, either live on YouTube at 3 p.m. Eastern or, of course, just later listening to the podcast whenever we get that beach stepping pod up. Keep your questions coming for it. 
nodunks at theathletic.com or tweet them in at nodunksinc. Please like, comment, and subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Let's get to 40K. Hey, Tim Cook, if you're listening, if this is the one podcast of the week that you listen to, come on happy hour because we got plans to do that <laughs> on Thursday night. Swing by. We'll talk about your new IMAX. Look real nice. Super thin. How thin can they get, man? It's crazy. <laughs> It's like uh, just adding another razor blade to the razors. It just gets thinner and thinner, but more powerful. How do you do it? Uh, Grab your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. And if you don't have yourself an athletic subscription yet, come on. Go to get one, theathletic.com slash no dunks. Guys, great show. Thanks to the stream team. We will see you later. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, (laughs) I like you. You make me feel good. (laughs) Embrace the day, people.